Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle of the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Oh, in the Saints. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills go marching in and win 31-6 to over the Saints in New Orleans tonight on Thanksgiving night. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons buffalo rumblings podcast i'm your host nate thank you so much for joining us we're going to discuss the bills victory tonight over the new orleans saints and we're going to give our thoughts on the game some stats of the game our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game and as always our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our followers on twitter and we're also going to do our weekly podcast giveaway we might do that quick uh after we give our first thoughts on the game so i'm joined by my co-host john tonight and john Going into the game, the Bills got blown out by the, the Indianapolis Colts last week. Uh, it was just a very, very uninspired loss uh, at home, bad weather conditions. You wonder how this team was going to perform uh, tonight against the Saints. And uh, the Bills bounced back. They bounced back in a big way. They look good defensively, offensively. And uh, game script wise, I mean, there's not much more that you could ask that uh, that went right for the Bills. I mean, there's there's some small things that yeah we can criticize, but overall, I thought this was a this was a re- really solid victory by the by the team and a great bounce back game. Yeah, absolutely. I I didn't 100 percent know what what to expect. I mean, it's another one of these games where you should win, um, but you know they've just been so inconsistent this year. Um, just even game to game, like um, it's been pretty crazy. Um, but you know they get the banged up Saints, and uh, they're able to capitalize on that. They they pre- played a pretty sound game. I, I thought they cleaned a lot of things up. They didn't have as many penalties as they've had in the last several weeks. So I thought that was all really good. Um, and it's definitely nice to have the a few extra days before their their next game against I think New England, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just really hoping the Tredavious White is okay because that's really scary. Yeah, that's one of the biggest storylines coming out of tonight. Tredavious White going down with that knee injury uh, in the first half, I believe it was, and uh, it looked it looked bad. It looked really bad. Uh, you were hoping, you know, he's gone down before. Uh, you know, with last week, it was uh, he got the wind knocked out of him, or the week before that, and uh, came right back in. And you were hoping it was one of those injuries. And when he didn't, and he went, he stayed down on the ground. He tested it out and looked like he was in a ton of pain. Um, that's, that's a huge, that might be literally the biggest injury on that side of the ball. I'd argue one of the biggest injuries on that side of the ball. Um, and and the only reason I say that is because, 
if Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde go down, I think Jaquan Johnson is a very adequate fill-in. I'm not sure about Dean Jackson yet. I don't know if he's ready to step into that role uh, for uh, the Buffalo Bills as CB one or two. I guess in this in this instance, uh, that's that that would be that would put a damper on the Bills' uh, postseason hopes. Not that they can't make it. Not that they can't go deep or do well. That that I feel like that's just one of those very. It's a milestone injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially like because you don't know like what offense you're gonna get week to week necessarily. Um, the defense is, except for the the Colts game, has been consistent all year, and losing like arguably their best defensive player. Um, it it and like you said with Dane Jackson, they don't have a lot of depth at, at corner like they do at other positions. Uh, so I mean, it kind of changes the way they might have to scheme and and how they play defense overall because they don't have that lockdown corner. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I, I don't want to put a damper on this, on this win, obviously, but it's something that we're going to have to monitor. We're really hoping it's just maybe like, uh, uh, an ACL strain or MCL strain or whatever it is. I don't even know if you can strain your ACL. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that, but like if it's a tear, it's just a minor tear. It's not a full tear. Um, you know, you're just kind of hoping for some light at the end of the tunnel, because if that is a full on tear, you're talking a rehab of at least a year or so, you might not get them back at the beginning of uh, 2022, perhaps, um, if that's the case. And that's a, that's a big deal for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe maybe it'll force them to actually draft a corner in the first couple of rounds or first three or four rounds for for the draft. But uh, I don't want to think that far ahead. I, we're going to have to keep uh, close tabs on that as as the week goes on and, uh, and hope that it's nothing uh, too serious. Uh, I mean, more... I hope it, I hope it's not the worst worst case scenario is 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 what we're hoping for. So John, uh you know this game I, you you mentioned, you know that the defense looked great again. Um they had an off game last week obviously. They could not stop Jonathan Taylor at all. This week they pretty much shut down Trevor Simeon, which Trevor Simeon, you know, again hasn't been relevant, you know, uh, uh since what Peyton Manning left uh Denver. I I don't remember the last time he's been relevant. So uh they did a great job against him. Uh, they stopped the run. Uh, offensively, they finally found a spark again, uh, whereas they looked lackadaisical last week. Uh, Josh Allen was back to his old ways, not completely uh, uh, an amazing game. Okay, let's let's start off with Josh Allen. Fire emoji rating. If you were to give him out of five fire emojis, and you can do halves because that's what we, we said, we can do halves. Uh, what would you give Josh Allen on this? Do you want me to give you his stats first before you, before you give that rating? I think I got it. I mean, okay. I, I'm not going to do halves because this is a skilled one to five, not one to ten. Um, so I'll do four. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, four touchdown passes. Um, he was almost third leading rusher. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the second interception, I can kind of forgive. He was getting hit as he threw it. The first one definitely wasn't on the same page with Diggs, or I don't know what he was doing there. Um, but, um, yeah, I'd give him a four. The one got he uh, and uh, a helmet hit his hand, right? That was the yeah, second yeah, one. Yeah, it was either yeah, like, like he got hit in the arm in his head, he in kind of what as he was throwing it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Josh Allen, well, let's just roll right into stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. That doesn't make sense. 
So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, Josh Allen was 23 for 28 today, which is an amazing completion percentage. Hold on. Trusty calculator. 82.1% completion percentage. And two of those incompletions went for interceptions. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 260 yards, four touchdowns, and the two picks, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I think I think a four fire emoji rating is, is pretty solid. I might go three and a half because of those two picks. Uh, but again, I mean, you know, you're kind of nitpicking, I think, uh, just a great game by Josh. Um, especially great, great considering not so much for his standard, but compared to how he played last week. Uh, I think he needed this bounce back week and, uh, and he got it against, uh, against, a, a Saints defense that just couldn't seem to, to cover guys. Uh, we're going to go into, uh, the rushing stats now for the Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary, the leading rusher, which basically after like, what was it? 10 minutes into the second quarter. Uh, Matt Breida didn't see the ball again until like the fourth quarter or something like that. Uh, I think the official rumblings account was saying that he missed, uh, he missed something that maybe missed a block that led to that interception. I don't know what it was, but it was enough that, uh, that, uh, even though Breida was leading the touches to start the first half, to start the game, even they went away from him for a long time into that game. Did you notice that at all, John, with, with the way that they were utilizing the running backs? Yeah, I did notice um, he was out for a while, and it, I mean, it is interesting. Like he, you did see some some flashes there. Even Singletary had a nice ten yard run and and um, a ten plus yard run, but um, they they both backs only averaged two point nine yards per carry. I mean, there's still room for improvement there. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that continues to be a problem. I mean, even Josh Allen today. I mean, he didn't have amazing pass blocking i wouldn't say he's just it was it was i mean hey let's can we start with that uh speaking of blocking i thought Deion dawkins had a really rough game today and that's not even like to say that it's been great the the whole season i think he's had a he's had he's had a down season and a down season for Deion dawkins who i think is an above average tackle uh it's just it's just not great um this isn't the season the if it was a super bowl season you want your franchise left tackle having a down season <laughs> and that might be COVID related or it might be whatever. But I mean, you remember that one holding call where he was literally holding on to the dude's Jersey as he was about to tackle Josh Allen, or at least Josh Allen evaded him. You're like, oh, I think they're going to call that one, Dion. I know even I could see that one. <laughs> I think he might've still put his hands up like, Oh, I, that wasn't me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, at this point, until the Bills make some sort of changes along the offensive line, I think we just have to assume they're below average in run blocking and like just maybe average or maybe slightly below average in pass blocking. Uh, I don't think it's going to get much better than that. And Josh Allen, again, is like, uh, I mean, he has to evade pass rushers constantly. I've never seen, I wish there was a way to see stats on how many free rushers your quarterback has evaded because Josh Allen might lead the league in that this season, or maybe it's every season. I'm not really sure. Josh Allen was the second leading rusher, as John mentioned earlier, eight attempts for 43 yards. 
Uh, and then Matt Breida, nine attempts for 26 yards. Bill's leading receiver is Stephon Diggs, seven receptions on nine targets for 74 yards and a touchdown. Gabriel Davis, the next leading receiver, three re- or two receptions on three targets for 47 yards. Cole Beasley, five receptions, five targets, 46 yards. And Dawson Knox, Dawson the Juggernox, three receptions, three targets, 32 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns for Dawson Knox today. Just a great game by Dawson Knox. Uh, and Matt Breda, uh, two receptions on two targets for 29 yards. And he had that one touchdown, that one screen pass touchdown, John. When was the last time I, I, I wrote this on Twitter? I don't think I've seen a successful screen pass by the Buffalo Bills like that since uh, Changeli era, maybe. It's been a while since the Bills have actually like tried a screen pass. I, I, they've attempted some this year. They've just failed miserably. But this was a this was a good one, and I don't know if it was just the play calling, the scheming, the blocking, or it's just Matt Breida just being that much better uh, of a running back of choice for for that kind of play. Yeah, I mean, even this, even in the same game, they tried one earlier, and it didn't didn't work out so well. He threw it at the running back's feet, I think. Um, oh yeah, because no, he was that, about to get sacked or something. Yeah, <laughs> but that that was that was uh, it was good to see that that be successful. Yeah. So here's an interesting stat. Quick quiz for you, John. Quick quiz, hot shot. Uh, how many more <laughs> yards did the Buffalo Bills have than the New Orleans Saints tonight? How many more yards did the Buffalo Bills have than the New Orleans Saints tonight? It's got to be significant because I re- I did look at the the running back stats earlier, and like the their top running back was like 16 carries for like. 20 something yards like they didn't run much and i know outside of like towards the end they didn't pass that well either (laughs) oh they tried they tried to run the ball just had no success whatsoever um the bills so if they had like 100 and maybe 120 yards rushing uh, i'm gonna go like maybe close to 200 yard difference total very close. Very, very close. There's 170 yards. 170 yards more than the New Orleans Saints. So the Bills had a the Bills dominated them uh on both the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. It's good to see. I mean, they held them to six points. Uh and that was after the Bills even committed two turnovers. So uh yeah, Trevor Simeon did have that one uh interception. So we'll go over into into the New Orleans Saints stats real quick. Trevor Simeon, 17 for 29, 163 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh a very like backup quarterback like stat gate. Uh was it Tony Jones Jr.? Uh 16 attempts for 27 yards. Uh that's a rough what is that like that's not even two yards per carry. Uh and then Ty Montgomery was six attempts for 14 yards. I almost picked him up in fantasy. I'm glad I did not. <laughs> that was not a good game by Ty Montgomery. Um, he did have five five receptions on for 31 yards also. A little, little bit of PPR. Um, leading receiver is someone Humphrey. <laughs> uh, I think he's the tight end, maybe. Anyway, no one really cares about the same stats, so I'm going to quit it there. Um, and that was the stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, actually, I have a few more stats here, so some a few more interesting stats uh, to round out this segment, which I, uh, let's see. Dawson Knox found the end zone for the second time tonight and seventh time this season. That sets a new franchise record for receiving touchdowns in a season for a Bills tight end. John, 
is Dawson Knox this season that he's having this season? And you're you've been a Bills fan as long as I've been a Bills fan, pretty much. It's like what was the standard uh, at tight end for the Buffalo Bills? What was it Pete Metzler's? Yeah, I mean Metzler's McKellar. Um, yeah, <laughs> McKellar. Who who's after Metzler? Was it Campbell? Who am I thinking of? No, there's someone else that was like okay. I can't remember, but that's how that's how low well, the yeah, standard was. Yeah, I know they had they had a couple like you know they had Reimersma for a couple years and um, Chandler Scott Chandler yeah, Chandler Reimersma yeah Jay Reimersma yeah good call so like a lot of like okay guys I wouldn't even say a lot of okay guys I mean there's only been like two or three okay guys in the last thirty years or so like we've been void of a lot of talent at tight end. With the season that Dawson Knox has had, like you could argue that he's the best tight end for the Buffalo Bills in our lifetime, right? At this point, if he continues having a great season, mind you, he missed what did he miss two games? He, he missed right. some time too. So, and he's already setting franchise records. Yeah. Well, he wasn't very good last game, but then again, nobody on the Bills was very good <laughs> last game. <laughs> he did drop a few passes. That is correct. That is correct. But he picked it back up three for three tonight, man. Two of those being touchdowns. And he did have a third touchdown, technically, but that one was called back because of uh it was Ike Butker got out there a little too quickly. Yeah, that that was definitely an interesting play call. I, I think they maybe if they tweaked the play design a little bit just so it's not as easy for the linemen to go downfield like that. Um but I, I kinda like them trying different things like that. I like them trying different things where three offensive linemen could commit a penalty at the same time. <laughs> the whole time I, I picture Brian Dable being like writing down this play, being like, this is so innovative. No one's ever thought of this. And the reason why is because like, it's literally a penalty every time. Well, the, the linemen just don't know what to do with themselves. They're just like, there's nobody there to block really. So they're just kind of like wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That's funny. So would you would you agree though, Dawson Knox, best tight end that we've we've had in our lifetime? Possibly. Maybe. I mean you I mean if you're looking at his whole career, I mean you, you Well, not the whole career. It's, it's only been season. half a season. It's been a half a season. I mean uh, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> I'm not pumping any brakes. I'm going full throttle. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually going pedal to the metal even more so now that you said that. It's, it's, I, I, he's, this is his third season and he's having the best season a Bills tight end has already have halfway through the season. Like you can't figure, I don't want to say anything, but I can't figure there's going to be a huge regression after this, where he's going to go back to like dropping every pass again. Like this is, this is, I think who he is now. This is his wheelhouse. And maybe it's not, maybe he ends the, the season with like, let's say 10 or 12 touchdowns, maybe, right? Like, let's say that's, that's his floor, 10. 10 touchdowns, maybe like, I mean, the next year he's not going to have two. like he could still have a good season with six or seven again, you know, maybe more receiving yards. Well, if they add a, add another uh, week to the schedule, then, then maybe he'll have more. And then add another week. It may be Dawson Knox is healthy the entire season, which he hasn't been so far this year. So, Hey, okay. So, uh, so we both agree. Dawson Knox, the best tight end in Buffalo Bills <laughs> history. <laughs> <laughs> well, you franchise gotta, you history. Gotta, well, if you're talking franchise, we only went far back as Kelly. I mean, you could go back to the 60s with Ernie Warlick. Um, he was pretty good. Um, Who? Who? Ernie? Eddie? Ernie Warlick? Er, er, Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. 
I think you you could have easily just made up that name right now, and I would not be able to prove you wrong or right. <laughs> I uh, yeah, or you could go back to the uh, late seventies with uh, Jeffrey Heatherton, the uh, that's the tight end of Boston that's, College. That's definitely made up. <laughs> Ernie Werlich. And, uh, uh, I think Paul Costa played in the seventies. Maybe he was tight end. I think. Okay. Maybe. Perhaps. Who was that? Who'd you say? Paul who? Costa. Uh, Paul Costa? Jeez. Yeah, no idea. I know Paul McGuire. Paul McGuire, was he a punter? Yeah, he did some punts. He did some punts. <laughs> Didn't he play linebacker too or something? Or am I thinking about somebody else? Dude, that would know. be impressive. Linebacker slash punter. Or quarterback or something. Uh, that would be... Uh, I'm not that old. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't tell you <laughs> from memory. <laughs> Just from books. <laughs> Dude, that would be that would be sick if you had like a linebacker, starting linebacker that could also do punts. That's not necessarily required. It's just like an extra, just like if you could have someone that that was a wide receiver that could also be a kicker. Like that's huge. That's someone that's not dedicated to that position and that's all they do. Special teamer, just like long snapper, right? I mean, I know we have our own long snapper, and most teams do. Obviously, we have a really good one, but. Yeah, I, I was correct. He punted and he was a linebacker. Jeez, no wonder he's on the wall of fame. Dude was like Y.A. Kittle. Or who was the guy that played both offense and defense back in like the 30s? Everybody played both <laughs> offense and defense back in the 30s. <laughs> they were basically playing on high school fields back in the day. <laughs> and then they all went out for beers after because that's what you did back then. It was a beer league. <laughs> uh, then you went back to the coal mines. The coal, <laughs> the, coal, the coal mines where you actually got paid to do your job instead of like this game. Um, <laughs> uh, the Bills, uh, Josh Allen surpassed 3,000 passing yards for the third consecutive season. He joins Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, they had three straight and Jim Kelly that had five straight as the only Bills quarterbacks to ever record Three consecutive 3,000-yard seasons. It's a great stat. Allen has 25 passing touchdowns this season, tying Jim Kelly for the most passing touchdowns by a bill in the first 11 games of a season. Yeah. Again, that's Stats of the Game, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to do our Sweet Sassy Molassie Plays of the Game our wall of famers and wall of shamers. And uh, you know, we're, we'll do our giveaway right after the commercial break. So stick around. Support for this podcast comes from smart water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smart water alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated. No matter where your day takes you, whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, smart water alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to a recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. I am with my co-host, John. Mike could not make it tonight. He is out of town, as I'm sure a lot of people are out of town. A lot of Bill's Mafia in uh, New Orleans tonight, John. That was really cool to see. I mean, you saw the the videos uh, and everything going around social media, Twitter, and stuff like that. And then uh, you definitely heard their presence uh, in the broadcast, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I could hear the hey in the background as <laughs> they're cutting to commercial and all that. They were doing, I heard the shout song several times. I heard uh, Seven Nation Army <laughs> several times. That was cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, just coming out, man. Just coming out. The Saints fans were, I'm, I imagine they were probably pretty much done by the third quarter. <laughs> Didn't look too good for them. But uh, yeah, that was cool. C- c- great job by all the people that made the trip out there. New Orleans is definitely one of those destination cities, though, where if the Bills are playing an away game, you want to go like, I mean, just like Nashville was before. Uh, you know, earlier this season. So that's cool that Bill's Mafia got out. Let's do our, let's do a giveaway right now. We have two, we're going to uh, uh, do two giveaways this, uh, this week. We're going to do a Devin Singletary signed jersey and a Zach Moss signed mini helmet. Um, if you are curious as to how to win one of these giveaways that we do each week, just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And mention CTW, CTW Pod, Circling the Wagons. Uh, somewhere in the review and also leave a review of uh, or in the same review mention one of the other uh, many talented podcasts within the network it could be all of them it could be just one of them whatever you want um, all those guys are doing a great job each uh, each week and uh, glad to be a part of this uh, part of this network so uh, again leave a five-star review mention ct dubs somewhere in there and the first winner is joel loves bills that's Joel loves bills. Joel loves bills. Just left a, a recent, a recent review. So hopefully Joel is listening. And uh, the second winner is at one and only BG. That's at one and only BG. The one is like the number one. Um, so those two winners uh, either uh, DM me over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, email us ctwpod at gmail and let me know that uh, that you won, and uh, and you get the first one that get, gets back to me gets to pick which one uh, which one of those uh, things that uh, those items that they want, either the Devin Singletary signed jersey or the Zach Moss signed mini helmet. Uh, also, we have a giveaway going on Twitter right now for a T Public shirt from our T Public store. Um, all you have to do is retweet that tweet and then um, reply Go Bills that tweet you can pick any t-shirt within all the t public site um i think you should pick ours to be honest because we have some amazing shirts out there uh speaking of shirts we have uh it's it's a black friday sale right now i can't believe i forgot to say that black friday sale for a t public store if you go to tpublic.com slash stores slash stores slash ctw pod uh all of our stuff is 35 percent off so that's 13 dollars t-shirts uh, $30 sweatshirts, $35 hoodies, anything you guys want, um, any design. Uh, we just, we have a Juggernox design. Our great graphic designer, Nick, made a Juggernox to design for Dawson Knox. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's really cool. Uh, he made it, he's, he's been crushing it lately. It has a lot of really cool designs that he's helped us, uh, put on our store. So, uh, check that out again. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod. And they just, uh, let us know this last, uh, 
week that we are one of the highest selling stores within the entire site. We are one of the highest selling designers of the entire site. So appreciate all you guys supporting us, everyone out there uh, for buying a shirt or a hoodie or whatever you want, a coffee mug, whatever it is, uh, that helped us get to that level. So appreciate that. So yeah, juggernauts, juggernauts and everything else. If you're not going to buy something for a loved one, a family member that's a Buffalo Bills fan, just treat yourself, okay? You know, isn't isn't part of the 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 fun of the Christmas season is that you also get to look at stuff that you want. Three words for you. Treat yourself. And maybe uh, you get yourself something, right, John? Absolutely. <laughs> Every, <Go> time. Bills. <laughs> Every time. Every <laughs> time. <laughs> so uh, let's go into our sweet, sassy, molassie plays of the game. Sweet, sassy, molassie. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Our sweet, sassy, molassie plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, John, is there is there a play that stands out to you as your sweet, sassy, molassie play of the game? Um, there's a few plays that I could have gone with. Um, I, the one that stands out in my head is the the fancy footwork from uh, Stefan Diggs on that touchdown play. Um, but, I mean, you could have picked a number of plays. There, there were some good ones. That was a good one. Um, I liked, uh, I'm going to have as, as my Dawson, the, the second Dawson Knox touchdown where he caught in the flat and he went through like three different defenders on the way to like a 15 yard, you know, after, I think it was fourth and two that he did that on and, uh, just a great play called great, great play dialed up by Brian Dable, uh, great run after the catch by Dawson Knox. Uh, that's why we call him the juggernauts, man. Do you like juggernauts better than third and cold, John? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could ask you any any question. It's like I could tell you the worst possible nickname. Do you like that better than Third and Cole? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Josh, I could be like Josh Allen. I'd be like, how about uh, Oshkosh Bagosh Josh Allen? And you'd be like... That is kind of catchy. That is kind of catchy. <laughs> it is? Oh. Huh. All right. Put that in my back pocket. <laughs> You know what's funny is we were watching the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade, and I, we saw the Jolly Green Giant as one of the floats, and I immediately thought of John's nickname for uh, Spencer Brown as the Jolly Brown Giant, and I was just like, the whole time, you know, my son's asking me, oh, what's, uh, who's that? Oh, it's a Jolly Green Giant for veggies. Eat your veggies, okay? And I'm thinking, though, hmm... Maybe Mike was on to something with that Jolly Brown Giant thing. <laughs> All we have to do is just, you know, put uh, Spencer Brown on a T-shirt, you know, just like with those leaves or whatever the Jolly Green Giant has over his uh, draped over him. And, uh, yeah, just make him brown. It's easy. Easy peasy. One, two, three, easy, you know? It's just so you're off the mountain now? <laughs> oh, I still like the mountain. I still like them. I, I still think I'd still rather, you know, design a T-shirt where it has, like, he looks like the mountain, like the mask and everything, except it's just Bill's colors. Like, I'm I'm all in on that. Which one would you rather have? If you're buying a shirt, John, and pretend like it's not the T Public shirt, pretend it's 26 shirts or something like that, like a reputable store, right? Like, <laughs> and you could buy the Jolly Brown Giant, a picture of Spencer Brown looking like the Jolly Green Giant, except brown, or you had a guy that looked like the mountain, except he had Bill's colors instead of like just regular armor, like silver armor. He had like the like the 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 mask had like the stripe down the middle, the blue stripe and the red and the white, you know, all white mask, you know, with the numbers 
69 on it or whatever is number 68. What do you think? I, I, I like the way you describe that. I like that one. That one, right? Okay. Yeah. There, was, there was a listener that had a great idea of, uh, of like a UPS thing. Like, what can Brown do for you, right? Like, it's like a great phrase. It's a great slogan. It's a, we just have like, uh, was it Spencer? Oh, I got it. 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 Spencer Brown. And instead of holding a package, it's a package with pancakes on the top because he's serving up some pancakes. And what can Brown do for you? Get it? I, I do like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you still like the mountain one. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. All right. I like it. Um, Cool. Writing that down. <laughs> no. Uh, just it doesn't a- look like you're writing anything down right now. <laughs> I'm not even typing it. Um, uh, yeah, those are, I, I, I mean, there were, there were a number of great, I mean, the Poyer interception was another great play. Uh, I mean, the Matt Breida uh, screen pass. I mean, there were, there were some really notable, uh, you know, plays for the Buffalo Bills today. I mean, I, sometimes I feel like, you know, the, the touchdowns are kind of like, you know, they're, they're always solid, but none that really stand out. Several of these stand, stood out to me. Um, I thought it looked good. Let's, let's, let's transition, right? So that was, this was the sweet. Those were the sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers. The Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's start with a Wall of Fame. Wall. John, I'm going to go first on the Wall of Fame. Um, And this was a tough one. I had it between like three different players. But I'm going to go with Dawson Knox tonight. I mean, the guy, everything that I mentioned, um, you know, I asked you that question earlier. If, if, you think that, you know, your opinion is Dawson Knox the best tight end that of, of our lifetime. And I really, if I can't make a good argument for why he's not, then I think he is. And uh, you just, you know, you're, it's a great story because he struggled so much in his career. And how many players have we seen come through Buffalo at any position and they just struggle like he has and they just never get better and they just flame out, you know, like Zay Jones is a perfect example, just as a recent example, um, just can't seem to get it together. Can't get past the drops and then they end up leaving or getting traded or released or whatever. And, uh, I mean, I'm all for the strides that he'd made, he's made this season and it's good to see it like show up on the stat sheet like this, uh, and setting the record for the Buffalo bills, uh, a tight end. So was really cool to see that. So I have Dawson Knox um, on my wall of fame in today's victory. Who do you have on your wall of fame in today's win? Ed Oliver. Destructive force in that backfield. Um, and he's been doing it consistently. Like he's he's kind of breaking out this season. Um, but like both against the run and the pass, like, you know, I, I don't know. What more can I say? You know, he's like a Clydesdale. Bursting through the see because he likes horses, you get that one. He's like a Clydesdale, just running through the middle, stampeding. I guess I never realized how much you like nicknames. <laughs> Not till we started this podcast. It's only in the last couple of years too. I feel, uh, yeah, no, no. I I love Ed Oliver was on my list. I thought he had a great game. You know, he's another guy. You know, making making great plays and really progressing this season. 
uh, for the defense. Uh, he's always been solid, but when he makes all these flash plays over and over again, he had that penalty for a late hit, which was kind of BS because he didn't call that one other late hit on the Saints against Josh Allen, which was BS also. Uh, great game by Ed Oliver. And this was a great game, again, without Star Latulale next to him, too. So imagine how much better it could have possibly been with Star there. Um, or maybe it's better without Star. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Did Star play last week? <laughs> Star Star hasn't played. I don't think, I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, maybe you could have used him last week. <laughs> they could use a lot of things last could, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Has Star even played this? No, I'm just kidding. Um, it feels like it's been like a month since Star, Star's played. Uh, yeah, it just feels like it's been a while since Spencer Brown's played, even though it's only been two weeks, I think, for both of them. Has it been three for Star? No, I think it's only been two. I thought it's been three, I think, for Star. Ugh. I think Brown has missed more time because he had that injury. Mm-hmm. And then he came, he had that back issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Too bad that back issue didn't coincide with the uh, the COVID thing, you know, if you think about it. Not that I'm saying that, you know, you want him to be injured and get COVID or whatever the case is. Uh, but it would have been nice if those two things coincide instead of like, oh, he's healthy. Oh, nope, he's gone again. <laughs> Four weeks. Uh, yeah, so we were talking about run blocking, pass blocking earlier. I mean, geez, just forgot Spencer Brown, man. That that all of a sudden upgrades everything. Moved Daryl Williams inside to guard. Now Spencer Brown's playing right tackle, and it's not perfect. It's not amazing, but it's better at least. Just don't get Josh Allen killed. We can't afford to lose Tredavious White and Josh Allen in the same season. I was going to, so I was going to give an honorable mention to Ed Oliver, but also Mario Addison tonight. Mario Addison had a good game. He had a really, he had one sack in the first quarter to cause a fourth down, which was huge because remember last week he let Carson Wentz go. He had him like dead to rights in the backfield last week and he let him go. And then Carson Wentz ended up running through the middle for like a 12 yard game (laughs) to get the first down on third down. And then he had that tackle for loss on fourth down to cause a four uh, turnover on downs in the second quarter. So that was a huge play. I know those were early in the game, uh, but uh, uh, Mario Addison had a solid game. That's all I'm going to say. I, does he deserve the wall of fame? Clearly not, but he had a good game. All right, now let's go into our wall of shame in today's win. Shame. 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 John, can you find anyone to put on your wall of shame in today's win? Well, it's hard just to pick one on that offensive line, but I suppose if I had to, I'd say Dawkins. Now, was it? Do you think it was just more noticeable? Like, like whenever Josh Allen gets hit or sacked, you always kind of look to see who's making that contact. Like, where's it coming? Is it coming right up the middle? Is it coming around the sides? Where's it? It feels like more often than any other season, it's Dawkins, doesn't it? Yeah, and like you said, like you, you know, on some of the penalties, you notice things, you know, like pulling the guy's jersey for like six or seven yards, <laughs> chase him down. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just overall, the line is, has not been good this year, and I, um, I don't know if it's just because Spencer Brown and Feliciano have been out, um, but. I really wish it was better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you on that one. I'm going to, same thing, wall of shame. It's pretty obvious sometimes I feel like 
with the way that I'm that we're recapping this game that I'm just like, oh, who do I like on Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame based on yeah, Deion Dawkins is on my Wall of Shame. Um again, like maybe he's having an average season for like a tackle, just not up to his level of play. Uh, and I'm sure if you asked him, he would feel the same way. Uh, it's just not the same. I don't know if this is COVID related or what, but uh, he's just not doing his best, especially in, in pass blocking to protect Josh Allen. I know we did sweet sassy molasses plays of the game. Is there a Gettysburg, John, for this game? Something that, that turned the tide? Because the Bills were up and they never looked back. So I guess it's really hard to say that there is one, right? Yeah, I think the, the Bills um, won the toss and deferred, and that was that. That that was that. That was <laughs> that was the end of the game, basically. So deferring that that coin toss. Wow, well put. All right, there was no Gettysburg of the game in today's win. Well, let's go over to Twitter after every game. If you're not following us, please do at CTW Pod. It's like at Circling the Wagons Pod. Um, I after every game, I put out uh, who or what is on your wall of fame or wall of shame, and uh, ask for your takes. Who do you like? Who don't you like? And our listeners and our followers never, ever disappoint. Well, they do something. Just kidding. <laughs> they, they do a great job. Ian McKenzie thoroughly writes, Wall of Fame, my man, number 88, Dawson Knox. Honorable mention, the Burlington Coat Factory in Cincinnati for carrying Bill's gear. Good to see Coach McDermott making brave changes to go forward. Go Bill's. That's cool. It's cool. The Burlington Coat Factory. Those still exist. I didn't know they still existed. Burlington Coat Factories. I thought those were, those were one of those things that just, I don't know, they just kind of went away. I guess they still exist, John. I'm so glad to see that Dawson Knox is playing well, especially because we've always believed in him. There was never one moment on this podcast where we ever weren't sure if the guy was going to be one of the best tight ends in Bill's history. <laughs> At one time, was I like, hmm. I wonder if that drop's going to matter. <laughs> Always the utmost confidence and uh, sureness over his talent. Also, I I I I, for, I can't believe I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I didn't mention it. That's why I love reading your guys' tweets, by the way. Sometimes they, re, they uh, remind me of things that happened during the game. When Josh Allen was running for a first down, he ran out of bounds and he fell down. He slid or whatever. He got pushed. And he fell down. Sean McDermott ran right over to him and helped him right back up. Like, I, I know that's a small thing. And if you told anyone else from another team, like, they'd be like, who cares, right? Like, it doesn't matter. But for someone like me, who's watched, like, so many coaches come through this team, like, there's not another coach out there. I think me that either had the strength to do that, <laughs> potentially, or had the willingness to, like, do that, uh, I mean, they could have lost today, and I still would have respected Sean McDermott for doing that. Like, that's a cool thing. Like, I love that about him. That's just that's just, it's just like a microcosm of the kind of person he is. You, you don't think Rex Ryan would have done that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Rex Ryan? Just you mentioned. It. I think he's one of the few guys that would have. I just don't know if he physically could have. <laughs> He did seem like the kind of coach that like fired his guys up and got them ready and like loved his players like that. Uh, just not sure if he could have. Sean McDermott could probably literally play right now almost on some teams if it wasn't for his age, you know? Maybe he could fill in for uh, Trey White. Oh, geez. Let's, let's hope that he doesn't have to. <laughs> could you see? I could see him wanting to. He just straps, straps on the pads. 
signs a one day contract or whatever. There, right. I mean, there used to be like player coaches back in the day, right? That can still be a thing. <laughs> back when uh, Otto Graham and Y.E. Tittle were <laughs> playing. <laughs> <laughs> there were player coaches or guys playing offense and defense, special teams, punters, quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, there were only 11 players on a team back then. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like your pickup game in the backyard. <laughs> Mike Graham is in. Mike writes Wall of Fame. Matt Breida, he added some spark with some jetpack feet. Also Knox because he is a beast. Wall of shame, the rest for not calling a single low hit tackle on our quarterback. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier. I retweeted it. If you're if you're not following us, please do CTW Pod. Uh, but there's uh, I, I retweeted that. Uh, the inconsistency is just it's just reprehensible. Sometimes it's like if you're not going to call it for the Buffalo Bills, well then don't call it for. Uh, if, uh, I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> deep breaths, deep breaths. Find your inner peace, Nate. Okay. All right. You really got me going on that one, Mike. <laughs> Carlin Sullivan writes, she says, Wall of Fame, Oliver, another big one. Knox for toughness and growth. Brita for actually hitting holes and not running directly into contact, i.e. being Zach Moss. Poyer for an INT and helping himself to a turkey leg. <laughs> that was cool. That's a, You guys obviously can't see that, but John always has a different background in our podcast uh, recording. And uh, that's the one he picked, Carlin. So John also loves that one. Wall of shame. God for letting Trey get hurt in his home state. Ah, forgot the, forgot about the whole home state thing at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John, a lot of, so, so far already, a lot of people talking about Matt Breda. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Matt Breda. Uh, were you okay with Zach Moss being made inactive for Matt Breda? Or, or I mean, or do you think that uh, that they should have left Zach Moss active? I mean, in my opinion, based on what we saw today, uh, I'm okay with the, what they rolled out at running back, and I think that that's that's quite fine with me. And it wasn't like it was absolutely amazing. He just adds this element, like Mike Graham says, he adds a spark uh, that just that just doesn't exist with Singletary or Moss uh, by themselves. They, I don't know. He just brings something else. What do you think? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, Brita has a better chance. He, like his style of running, of getting, he has more plays where he can like stretch it out and go to the edge. Where I mean, Moss and Singletary, they could like Singletary can do that, but like they they're more inside the tackle runners for the most part, mm-hmm. and that's not the strength of the offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, what's the strength of the offensive line again, John? Is there is there one? Well, I mean, I guess there's a scale of things that they can do. But. They're pretty good at lining up most of the time. I think they think they definitely have that. Um, sometimes, sometimes they don't commit too many penalties. Like today, they only had a couple, right? They only had a few. Two. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I, uh, you know, it is nice. Like you said, they they can add plays like sweet plays. Like when was the last time the Bills did a sweep play before they had Matt Brady in there? Um, that was nice to see. Uh, just just like the screen pad, the screenplay that we you mentioned earlier, uh, just plays that just these different things that he's he just gives them. Maybe they'll eventually they'll do a draw play. Like, could you imagine that? Like, I, it, speaking of plays, John, you know what you know what I'd like to see a lot more of done in general. Just 
for because Josh Allen is so good on the run, and maybe they don't do that because they're worried he's going to get killed from our blockers. But uh, how about some bootlegs from Josh Allen running out to the right, give him some short, some short pass plays, some intermediate pass plays, and maybe a long, a long route that they, that uh, that he can throw to. I I I like that idea. They never really utilize that. I'd like to see them utilize that a few times a game. What do you think? Yeah, I'm down with it. I, I like I like the designed quarterback runs. Um, yeah, why not? You should you should uh, email Dable see what he thinks. I'm going to tweet at him right now at his official Twitter account. Uh, I can't DM him because he doesn't follow us, but I'll just tweet at him. Uh, it'd be funny if like after every week, like I just had like a different tweet to him, like about what I thought, as if he's actually going to read it, and then maybe he eventually will read it. Or maybe he's one of those guys that never tweets, but like he reads everything too at the same time. I don't know, like a stalker, like a Twitter stalker. Um, let's go, Bill Lasso. Bill Lasso, Wall of Fame. Josh Diggs and Knox rising above a lackluster line. Matt Breida, free Breida, absolutely. And the hilarious post game interview. Wall of Shame, me for yelling, get the taint. <laughs> After after Poyer's interception, get the taint. You know what? I, I like third and Cole better than that. The taint? John is not a fan of the taint. <laughs> Me, Mike, huge fans of taints. Can't get enough of taints. John, not a fan. NBC, turkey legs for being too dry. I swear Diggs was looking for blue cheese. <laughs> Man, they had a way of like when they showed those turkey legs before uh, before the players actually got them. Man, I got hungry again for some turkey. Did you, John? No, definitely not. <laughs> John, how much? How many of us were almost passed out from the turkey we ate today? Jeez, I fell asleep twice before the game started. <laughs> Wasn't it a couple years ago that they came out and said tryptophan's like not really as bad as people think it is? It's really just from overeating. So, John, I think maybe you just overate in general. What it didn't have to do with just the turkey, okay? Stop blaming the turkey. Don't blame my overeating. <laughs> uh, Michael Taylor writes in. He says, Wall of Fame, Brita on his score. Allen for compensating for his terrible O-line. Yes. Knox for his two touchdowns and Singletary for some gritty runs. Wall of Shame, Dion, I blocked the wrong man repeatedly. Dawkins. <laughs> Just horrific. Honorary Wall of Fame, Drew Brees was a lovable commentator. I wish he'd call every game. You know what? That Great point by Mike. I, I said that before the game. I'm like, oh, great. We got Drew Brees. Uh, let, let's hope that this isn't a biased game. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I guess I was thinking maybe it was going to be more like a, a Troy Aikman or Chris Collinsworth, but uh, I was super thrilled with with what we got out of him. Maybe are just bars that low? or is just, right? Brees is, in general, I think is just a likable guy. Yeah, I think he did a great job. Um, and another, like Tony Romo, like I, you know, I like watching Tony Romo call, call the games. Um, I thought Breeze was on par with that as well. Mm-hmm. Breeze, I, I, I like, uh, I like Tony Romo a lot. Oh, another stat, another stat: the Buffalo Bills point differential of 144 is the highest in team history through the first 11 games of a season. All right, another stat for you guys. Noelle A. writes, she says, Wall of Fame, Ed Oliver killed it. Stefan, Knox, Josh, minus the two interceptions. Wall of Shame, four and inch play calls. Dawkins, 
Ford, Butker, and Morris. <laughs> she basically called out the whole offensive line. I love it. I love it. She puts the whole entire offensive line on the wall of shame. Oh, this is this is a good one. <laughs> M writes it. So what's funny is last week uh, we said uh, John or Mike's like, is it Emma? M. Does M stand for Emma? Emily? Emma? And I said, well, her her Twitter handle is at Emily Flowers. And he's like, oh, so probably Emily. We'll see, though. Maybe. So she writes her actual Twitter Twitter handle now is M parentheses, maybe Emma, maybe Emily. <laughs> she writes in Wall of Fame. Love when listeners are doing that. Doing that. You just want us to read you every time, Em. Okay. All right. I get you. I get you. All right. We're there. We're there. You keep doing stuff like that. You'll get rid every time. Wall of Fame. Breda and Oliver are the biggest standouts on offense and defense. And of course, Bill's Mafia representing in New, in New Orleans. Do you call it NOLA, New Orleans? Is it just like the the, the uh, airport thing for it? Is it really NOLA? Do people say NOLA? I see it written, but I've never actually heard someone say it. You know what I mean? It's one of those words. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> in in New Orleans, loud enough to hear on TV. I love that she said that. We mentioned that earlier, doing the the shout song, Seven Nation Army. Well, shame. Josh's first ever red zone interception. Sad face. Yeah, that's that's definitely worth a sad face. Good call on M by that. See, not only great Twitter handles, uh, great takes, M. Tom Z writes in, Levi and Dane get my votes for Wall of Fame. Heck, those turkey legs should look good too, so put them on the wall also. <laughs> they did look really good. They, they must have just like, they made them look so juicy. They probably just sprayed them with water right before the camera got on them. You know, it's like one of those like camera tricks to make them look that good. It's like really we thought they were like just like grease just oozing out of it, but really they just sprayed it with water. No, that's just super glue they put on top to make it look like that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yum. Hey, Dane, Dane Jackson. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Dane Jackson, Jackson had a pretty good uh, night considering. So, uh, man, we really need him to grow up fast, though. <laughs> grow up fast and be our CB1 or 2 uh, after this week. So, yeah. Jason Statham is in, Wall of Fame. Oliver was disruptive all game. Plus, the defense looked much better with Edmonds on the field. Yes, it was. It was that was a great point. Really great to have Edmonds back. Uh, his... It was absolutely noticeable, his presence on there. Um, yeah. Yeah, he says, he also writes, now Jason is from the UK. He says, wall of shame, me, for falling asleep halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> uh, man, he doesn't even celebrate Thanksgiving over there, so he doesn't have the trigger. But he was probably at, what are the six-hour time difference? Five-hour, six-hour time difference? So, yeah. Yeah. For all of our UK listeners, cheers. Cheers to you guys staying up even though Jason Statham uh, fell asleep. But then again, he did get uh, get up to tweet us. So so that's the most important thing, Jason, I think is, is what it comes down to. Lamont Cranston writes in Wall of Fame, Oliver, Breda, Diggs, Knox, Poyer with the photo bomb, And after a bad game in Jacksonville, Cody Ford did not allow a sack to be better than Dawkins tonight. Wow. Ford better than Dawkins. I, I, I mean, I guess... I don't know. That's hard to say, but I think Ford was replaced at one point, wasn't he? <laughs> By Jamil Douglas. So uh I don't know if that was injury related or if that was just play related. It is injury related. He he did go back in. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, good call there, Lamont. Uh Wall of Shame, not going for it on fourth and inches, and also Dawkins. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. 
OG single scary, single scary Stan writes, Wall of Fame, Ed Oliver was a force, but I could say a lot of people, a lot of players who had a great single performance, who had great single performances. Jeez. I'm reading as if it's 1 a.m. or something. Wall of Shame, the tackles. Dion didn't have a good game plan versus his matchup. I mean, if his game plan was to grab the other dude's shirt and jersey, then they had a great game plan. Man, these are some really good Thanksgiving takes from you guys. Jeez, I'm, I, I, I want to stop reading them because I want to uh, finish up the pod. But man, there's some good ones. Big R, Big R is in. Always got to get to Big R. Always has good tweets helping us out on the pod. Wall of Fame, Ed Oliver, and the defense. Knox, Breda, Diggs, and Josh. Oh, so it's, Big R gives Josh three and a half fire emojis. I think I was on three and a half or four. I can't remember. John was a solid four. Wall of shame, injuries, and Bills players who chose not to get vaccinated, making those injury problems worse in a tight AFC East run. That's true. I did hear that the Bills were the least vaccinated team in the NFL. And uh, yeah, let's hope we got through the worst of it then, if that's the case. And hopefully we don't hit it again. Hopefully it's not like some of these guys, like Lamar Jackson, got it at least twice that we know of. So hopefully it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully more players don't get it. Um, in general, I hope nobody gets it. I hope nobody gets COVID. Not just the Bills players. I hope nobody listening. Uh, actually, just the players and the people listening. That's all I care about. Um, Gettysburg. Just <laughs> get it. Gettysburg failed fake punts by the Saints. And happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Jeez, I can't believe I didn't say that the whole time we're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about the game. I hope everyone had an absolutely amazing Thanksgiving today with their friends or families or by themselves. Um, you enjoyed the day. Uh, I can't wait till we go into Christmas. Now, we did a Christmas movie draft like, geez, five years ago now when we first did our first season with the podcast. But this year, I am going to tell you a uh, a story of drama within my family that happened... Was it 10 years ago now? Mike reminds me of this. Mike Mike has heard almost every single story I've ever had involving my family or whatever. So, John, this will be a good story for you. Our last podcast recap for Christmas, I'm going to tell you the story about uh, how, how, how the family was awkward for like almost a year after a Christmas incident. So that's going to be interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it for the Christmas last episode. But let's just say... Uh, I don't know if we ever really got over it. We just kind of accepted it and uh, it's not as awkward anymore. Um, and actually we all kind of understand it now. So this is, this is an interesting incident. Okay. I got to tell you about it. Okay. I got to wait for Mike to be there though, because Mike, Mike loves these stories. Who doesn't love a little family drama, right? Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear how your family was torn apart. Well, thanks John. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the drama within your family. Everyone loves seeing a car wreck. You just don't want the people involved in the car wreck being, you know, you or someone you know, right? Uh, I don't mean that in a literal sense, but. Private Joker 2003 writes, Wall of Fame, Ed Oliver, notching his first sack of the year. Wall of Shame, no one played badly. It was a game they should have won and everyone did their jobs. And then he says, never mind, never mind I forgot about Dawkins. He played like dog doo-doo. All right, I gotta do one or two more. I'll do one or two more. Man, you guys have some good ones. It is really hard to not read a lot of these. Drew Hecht, right? Is it Drew Hecht? Drew Hecht. Drew writes Wall of Fame. Ed Oliver being the game wrecker. 
The defense was just themselves and held a bad offense to six points as they should. While of shame, offense and off an offensive line still not having a rhythm, so erratic on play calling, either high highs or low lows. Trey's injury, I hope he's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Did I ever tell you, John, that my wife is starting to get into podcasts now? So she's listening to true crime podcasts, of course. And I wanted to be to her, like, I, I said to her the other day, I'm like, hey, you know, like, I know you're getting into podcasts. That's really cool. You're listening to them all the time. Um, your husband does a podcast. I don't know if you knew this, but like we do one like almost every week. Like you can't miss it. Uh, you, you can definitely find it on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you actually listened to it for the first time a couple weeks ago. In like, in like, actually, I shouldn't say that. She listened to it a few weeks earlier, like the Don Beebe interview, like from like April or whatever it was, May, April, June. I can't remember, but uh, but yeah, she didn't say she subscribed or she's a huge fan. She just said she listened. <laughs> that was enough. So, wait, I got to have one more. I got to have one more. Let's see. Do I do Justin or Josh, John? Justin or Josh? You pick one. Uh, both. So both. Oh, oh, man, cop out. Okay, Justin Morello writes, Wall of Fame is Brita. Is Brita, Knox, Allen, Oliver, and Poyer. Wall of Shame is McDermott for his iffy fourth down calls. All the players played so well. Got to go after someone else. LOL. Uh, John, you are our fourth down coordinator on the podcast. You always, t- basically, you I mean, I feel like you say go for it every single time. It's <laughs> like, but uh, what did you think of the the fourth down calls this evening? Did you notice anything that led you to believe like there were some bad calls or what? No, I think it was pretty good. The, the only The only thing was when it was fourth and inches. And they like wasted a timeout and then punted it, like especially with what they ran the previous play on third down. I almost expected them to go for it. Um, so I don't know. I didn't really. I, I would have gone for it, or at the very least, not waste a timeout when you're punting. <laughs> Either or, right? Like just just do one or the other. Um, okay. All right. That was John, our fourth down coordinator. Says he doesn't mind it. Just pick one. Pick a road. Either go for it or don't burn the timeout. It's like the worst of all worlds, technically. Didn't get the. Yeah, f- I mean, they they could have just had Allen just sleep over the top and you know stick his hand in there and okay, first down. Yeah, you hope so. What are the chances he slips again? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. This is this is except this time he slips, he tears his ACL, and that's the end of the season. You're like, ah, really? Maybe you shouldn't have gone. Maybe you should have punted it. Well, that could be any play. It be, yeah, it's true. That's fair. Josh Rinkin. Okay, so we're going into Josh. I thought you were going to pick between Justin and Josh. You're going to pick Josh because uh, Josh Allen, but I guess not. It's not. Josh Rinkin writes, Wall of Fame, the defense, they finally showed up to feast on the Saints. Shout out to Ed Oliver. Wall of Shame, Josh, Josh Allen's INTs. Bro, you threw them into coverage, and every time I had flashbacks to the Titans game. <laughs> that, yeah, from last season. Yeah, there was a few of those. Uh that was the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Guys, thank you so much for contributing week in and week out. You guys really don't disappoint. Um, there's a, I mean, when, when we first did this a couple of seasons ago with the Wall of Famers, Wall of Shamers, they just would just, a lot of them would just be like Wall of Famer, Allen, Wall of Shamer, 
AJ Klein or something like that. And uh, there's very few of those that ever get tweeted in anymore. They're really well thought out. So thank you guys for doing that, for being a part of the show as always. I apologize if I didn't get to read them, but keep bringing them in. Uh, next week may be the week. So uh, yeah, John, John, I think we're, we're ready to, to, uh, to bring this recap to a close. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving next week. We play for the AFC East division. Uh, I'm guessing we'll be playing for, for the winner for, for the lead in the division, obviously with the bills having an undefeated record, uh, you know, in the division. And then obviously the head to head record will be based on that within the division, uh, which is one of the most, I believe it's, is that for the wild card also, or is it just for the AFC? I, I I don't remember off the top of my head, to be honest. We have it. We'll know better after the Patriots game when we do our recap. Then we'll know for sure if the Bills have the lead in the AFC East after that game, um, which I believe they will, no matter what. Uh, but yeah, yeah, John, it's exciting. Is this next week's game against the Patriots would have meant nothing if the Bills lost today? You'd have been like, who cares? Who cares if the Bills beat the Patriots? The season's done. <laughs> Well, maybe not their season's done, but you would have been like, you would have felt so, you would have had no confidence going into that game. But now you go into that game and you're like, okay, you know, I mean, a lot of this does depend on Trey White, but they hopefully get Star back, hopefully get Spencer Brown back. Like you said, they have the long week now leading up to that game to prepare for it because they played Thursday. Uh, I mean, you got to feel a lot more confident after today's game about the Patriots game, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean that you got the Jacksonville game and then, okay, then they crush the Jets and then they get destroyed by the Colts and then they, they beat the, I don't know. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I hope they win. So, so can I say, <laughs> I know a lot of, a lot of fans are feeling like you, John. So I, I will not, I feel more confident, but let me tell you this too, which is, which is a really interesting, uh, stat, uh, I got from Shield Kapadia from, uh, from the athletic. And the Bills lost four games, right? So minus the game from the Colts, three out of the four losses that the Bills had. So you're talking the Jaguars, the Steelers, and the Titans. Titans. It all came down to one drive. Like there was one drive deciding those three losses. So, I mean, you could make an argument that, you know, one of those goes another way. And, and the other thing was, of all the set of all at the time, there's only six bills wins of all the wins. None of the wins were within 15 points of each other. So not only were they like, well, cause if you made the argument, well, the bills were within one, you know, drive from winning. Well, how many were they one drive from losing? And that the answer is none. And it's still true after today's win against the saints, 31 to six. So not only are, they better statistically on defense and they're not as good offensively. Like, like they're better, I think, than the record shows. And I think we're all down since the Colts game, but like literally like those three losses. And you could argue some of those losses shouldn't have come down to one possession, but. But the, the, I mean, they're going to have to win close games, especially come playoff time. Like, it's great that you, you get a comfortable lead and you can play like that, but that's in the NFL, that's. Far and few between, right? Like they've been lucky to have a lot of those games this year, but they're going to have to win close ones. Or maybe they're going to regress to the mean in the second half of the season, and all those one possession games, instead of them all going as losses, now they're going to start coming as wins. Maybe they have a one possession game against the the Patriots, 
where they win that one instead of losing it. You know what I mean? So let's look on the bright side, John. Okay, let's let's end this Thanksgiving Day Bills victory recap on a positive note. Okay. Do you know if the game the the next game's in Buffalo or not? It's in Buffalo. Yep. Monday night football in Buffalo. Oh, Monday night, another night game. Oh my! Do <laughs> what you don't want to stay up till uh, till uh, midnight, one a.m. <laughs> right before work. At least, at least tonight, like it's just Black Friday tomorrow. Like you don't have to work, right? Yeah, just just gotta watch the kids. Man. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Dude, just turn the TV on. Isn't that what all dads do? Is just like, <laughs> like I just got the TV on. <laughs> Daddy's just gonna rest his eyes on the couch while you watch Frozen twelve times in a row. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, another primetime game. I think this is the last one, though. I think this is the last one, I think. No, wait, the Bucks. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> There's the Bucks. Is it really? And then the Denver game, the time has been TBD all season. I don't know what that means. Oh, are you thinking of the Panthers game? I think the Panthers game was TBD, wasn't it? Or what, what, one of the games. I thought it was Denver, but De- it could be. Why am I saying Denver? Denver, Denver? Denver was a couple of seasons ago. No, I don't think they. Yeah, that's that's why I'm that's thinking. Why. That, that was the yeah. one. It was like on Saturday. It ended up being on Saturday. This week, yeah. this year, it's going to be the Panthers are going to be Sunday at one p.m. So, oh, oh, we already know. We that. know that. We just found that out this week, like oh, Tuesday okay. or Wednesday. So, yep, yep. So we're good there, but we still have some more. John, John, you can do it, man. I know you're up. You're up late. I know you're tired. Uh, eat a lot of turkey. You'll be okay. You can do. It. <laughs> had a lot of drinks man it's okay it's all right so uh it was so fun to recap this game with you guys uh looking forward to talking with you guys after the patriots game which is a huge huge matchup um lots to talk about you know from the network as far as narratives coming out of this game and yeah there's there's a lot to to keep you into for the next week and a half so signing off for john happy thanksgiving go bills and for me, Nate, oh, when the bills come marching in. I got to stop singing on the podcast. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Have a good one. Go, Bills, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah, a Buffalo Bill City. Yo, we got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready to bash him like Boogie. Yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow Mafia, you know we on a roll No competition and it's not even close It's a Bill City A Buffalo Bill City It's a Bill City Yeah A Buffalo Bill City Yeah
We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City. Yeah, what? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City. Uh, yeah. Taryn Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway. Please believe me, we got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you wanna meet a star. Greg Russo can show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded over here. Yeah. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four. We ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson knocks with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets from hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>